Get your Bible and go to Luke 8. And I know some of you are thinking, four days in a row? Yeah, four days in a row. We got Easter coming. Y'all better get here early because somebody's going to get your seat. If you know anybody who wants to be water baptized, tell them, come on. <laughs> if they're not born again, we'll baptize them and get them born again in the tub. We'll get them saved. I, I do have something strong on my heart, even after four days, that I want to I wanna kind of do a, a recap of what all we're hearing and kind of get us settled in the Word. Amen. So Luke 8, if I start hiccuping, glory to God. Luke 8, verse 4. And a great multitude had gathered, and they came to, from every city. He spoke a parable. A sower went out to sow seed, and he sowed, and some fell by the wayside and was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on a rock, and as soon as it sprang up and withered away because it lacked moisture, some fell on thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he said these things, he cried and said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And disciples asked him, saying, and one translation says, Later they asked him, What does that parable mean? He said, To you it's been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but the rest is in parables that seeing they may not see, hearing they may not understand. The parable of the sower explained. The parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Now, um... Well, what are you going to do with the Word? What are you going to do? What are you doing right now with what God calls His Word? Now, he, he, said, he, he tells a parable um, based on the Word, even though he calls it a seed, and I want you to know that he's really talking about the fact that what he's talking about is, is the Bible or the Word of God or, or God's Word on, on print. And, um, well, let me, let me read this. By those by the wayside are those who hear, and the devil comes and takes away the Word out of their heart. They should believe and be saved. The ones on the rock are those who hear, receive the Word with joy, and they have no root. They believe for a while in time of temptation, they fall away. And the ones that fell on thorns are those when they have heard to go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures. And they bring no fruit to maturity. And the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble heart and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. Now, I want to go back up to a scripture right here in verse, verse 12. Those by the wayside are those who hear, and the devil comes. Underline right there, the devil comes. I want you to understand something. Every time you hear the Bible preached, and any truth you get... Now, in our society today, here, here's why I, I preach this. There's a mindset that says, I go to church, I heard you preach it, I believe it, most of that is mental assent, and I got it. And, and there's another one that, that I, I received Jesus and I'm saved. Well, there's, a, there's something other than I received Jesus and I'm saved and that's the, that's the point in the middle called the devil comes. Every truth you hear and embrace, Satan will always come to take it. Always. 
If you've met Jesus and you were serious, you have met the devil. And I want to say something to you. When you are dealing with him, you will always deal with him alone. I will not be there. Your mother will not be there. Your daddy will not be there. Your husband will not be there. Your wife will not be there. You will deal with him yourself. And, and, and if you ever walk in a church and hear truth, anytime you hear truth, listen to me. You walk in this church, you get on fire for God, and you go home. I need Listen to me very carefully. Satan is going to come to take the word you heard. And you cannot walk around this earth ignorant of that fact. And you, you have to read this and go, well, my next visitor will be from hell. I met Jesus today, and I'll meet Lucifer before the week is out. If you were prayed for, Satan will come. If you heard about prosperity, Satan will come. If you got born again, Satan will come. If you got filled with the Holy Ghost, Satan will come. And, and you can't go through life ignorant of that. Now, we have whole denomination, and I'm not anti, I'm not us, them, us, them. Please, please don't do that. I'm truth lie. That's, that's where I am. Okay. You have whole denominations and people who walked through these doors and said to me, I've been in church all my life, never heard a sermon on the devil. Well, we're going to learn in a minute that Jesus said this is the Mac Daddy of all parables. If you've been in church all your life and you hadn't heard parable number one, I don't know what you're hearing. Because Jesus made it very, very plain. Let me read it to you again. Those on the wayside, people. The devil comes. He comes. He'll come at your mind. He'll come at your family. He is going to do anything and everything he can. Did you believe the word you heard, and is it possible for him to get it out of you? You, it's all up to you. But you, number one, have to make up your mind. Number two, you have to understand that once you hear truth, someone wants to get it from you because if that truth takes root in you, it is going to produce a harvest. But you, it, it, but I want to show you. Now, this is where I know this is going to upset you. Most crops don't grow in a week. They don't grow tomorrow. I prayed for it. I went home. My bursitis was stop. I got saved, and after that, I I cussed. Okay, join the club. I mean, I mean, it just understand something. The seed is planted. You're going to have to guard that seed because somebody wants it. He's not after you. You're not his. You're not a threat, but boy, he hates that word sown in you because if it produces, you're going to grow. There's going to be a harvest, and you're going to run around bragging on how you gave it. It gave back to you, and you're going to talk about how you got healed and, and how you had, took authority over the devil, and Satan absolutely doesn't want anything you've ever heard in your life to take root in you and to grow and to start working in your life and turn you into an on-fire-for-God Christian, and he's going to do everything in his power to stop it before it gets going. 
So I want you to know this. I mean, if you left the other night after being prayed for, you met the devil before you got home. Well, you really got prayed for? What do you think about that? I mean, I'll tell you, how do you feel? Listen, are y'all out there? Did you go home? Okay. I told Lisa when we got married, I said, it'll take more faith to be married to me than you, you want to marry just an average Joe, marry him. But if you marry me, you're going to have to walk by faith. And you are going to have more trouble with a devil than any, you, do you understand me? Because I'm, you know, I have, if he can take me, kill church, take you out, it just kills one person. Later she went, boy, you weren't lying. I said, no, I don't lie. I'm going to tell you right now, girl. Okay. Now, Matthew 13, 21. Go over there. You can hold your place here. I'm not sure if I'm going to come back here or not. Matthew 13 is, is another place that we're going to read the same parable. 13, 21. Oh, but I want to bring out something that's in this one that's not in the other one. He has no root in himself and endures only for a while. But when tribulation and persecution rises... Because of the word. All right, now listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. While you're on this earth, you'll have trouble. But if you've decided you're going to sit there and open up a Bible, and I'm going to preach the word, or Brother Hagin's going to preach the word, or Mark Hagin's going to preach the word, there is going to be trouble come to you because of the word. Now don't walk back in here and go, Pastor, you know, you prayed the other day, and one day something in this got worse. I'm telling you it will. And it's not necessarily because you did anything wrong. So listen, and I just let's just, God never told you that this side of heaven, you wouldn't have trouble. And, and I'm amazed at how many people who go to this church walk up and go, oh, you know, I'm believing the Bible, but, but, Pastor, you know, that I've been my children in it. Shut up. God, lady, be quiet. When are you going to find out? You're sitting here and, 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 and you're acting like all you have to do is sit in church and that's, that's all you got to do is just sit here. No, honey, there's a war. You, 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 what, what does fight the good fight of faith mean? That means that when you leave, take your sword, pull it out, head of the parking lot, you might get in the fight before you get in your car. Hey, devil, you can't have my kid. No, I'm the hill. No. You, listen, and there's nothing wrong with you because you're that way. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? If you're going to come to a church like this, you're going to be a fighting Christian, you're going to be a war. You're going to be a David. You're going to be, and there's Goliaths out there, and, and you know, and you need to know. And he says trouble. Then he says persecution. Do you understand that because you're a tongue-talking devil chasing holy roller, that your family members don't like you? Do you? Do y'all know that by now? You go to that church. Let me tell you something. The devil hates. The light. Yes, he does. You go walking in your relative's house looking like a neon sign, and, you know, and I, I got a saying, and I want y'all to remember this. The light in your kitchen did not create roaches. That's, that's a parable I made up, but just understand something. Listen, the, the roaches in your family 
your light didn't cause their problems. Their problems were there when you went, click, ah! And they're like, oh, no, we hate you. Don't come back to our house. Lisa and I don't get a lot of phone calls from relatives until the, all hell is broken loose and nothing, and then they finally go, <laughs> call Aunt Lisa. And she'll go in there and pray and get it all fixed out and say, where's your Bible? And then they go, oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, we go to church. I know, honey, but what part of cash to carry on God did you not get? I know, but we never imagined that anything like this would happen to us. Well, honey, he told you it was going to happen to you. What, you wear, what planet do you live on? I'm doing better, amen, and y'all preaching. I did that because after a week of meetings, y'all look so excited. And I know y'all, I'm trying to warn you that between now and Easter, whoa, Jesus, you're liable to have to pull the sword and the shield out and just hack your way through a whole, ah, glory to God, what happened? We had a week of meetings. We had God show. We were full of the Holy Ghost, and now, oh, help me, Jesus. <laughs> I prayed for my husband. He got meaner. Sure he did. <laughs> what did you think was going to happen when all the devil saw you praying? The trouble that's coming is to get you off the word. The trouble came to stop you. It came so you would start crying. Boy, amen. Now, I don't ever want you to forget this, Lord. He has no root. He endures only a while. And tribulation and persecution arises because of the word. Why is this happening to me? Well, you have a choice. Quit reading it. Yield to the devil. Now, let's, what does it say? And immediately he stumbles. I've had people say, Pastor, I was doing good until you started preaching condemnation. I said, well, I don't preach condemnation. Yeah, but when you started talking about, you know, adultery and smoking dope and sex outside of marriage, we felt condemned. No, that's called conviction, darling. It's called conviction. You either get up here or you go out there. You're going to do one or the other. You're going to run to the light or you're going to run out of it. Roaches run when the light comes on. I don't know. I don't, and I know y'all's houses are clean, but I know. I just go, whoa, they live. So do people. Whoa. Yeah, we went down to the other church in town, and uh, well, the Lord led us over there. <laughs> That's because it's dark, darling. I walked in a bar one, one day when I was a heathen, and there was someone up there singing, and, uh, and I took my camera out, and I took a picture, and everybody in the bar dove under tables. 
And the waitress came to me, or the bartender lady, she's not a waitress. She said, what in the world are you doing? I said, well, I'm taking a picture. She said, hey, everybody in here is with someone they're not supposed to be with. You do not set a camera off with a flash in here. And so I come Sunday morning, and I go, click, meow, people diving under chairs. <laughs> what did I do? I just turned on the light. Mark 4, 13. Mark 4. I think it's Mark 4, 13. No. I think it's, it is, but hold on. Mark 4, 3. Let's just read one. Mark 4, 1. Oh, I'm in Luke. What am I doing in Luke? Hold on. I'll be back. I'll be back. Mark 4. Well, this is it again. And he said, do you not understand the parable? How then will you not understand all parables? Now, that, now listen to me. Listen to what I just read. This right here is the parable that explains all parables. Now, if you don't understand what I just said, the sower sows seed, you won't understand anything in the Bible. Every parable... That is the number one Mac Daddy parable of parables. And Jesus said, well, if you didn't get this, you ain't going to get anything I say or anything else anywhere in your Bible. That's a heavy statement. Because most of the church doesn't understand that first there's God, then there's the devil, then you got temptations, tests, and trials, then you've got cares, riches, and pleasures, which are not sin, but all of it is designed to get you to close this and not do it. And let me tell you something. When all hell breaks loose, what are you going to do? Make up your mind now. Are you out there? Make up your mind now. Now, so here, listen, let's go back to something Pastor Hagen said, what are you going to do after you've heard me preach prosperity for years and the Lord tells you to take a church making 400 a week? And I was making 600 a day. What are you going to do when, you, when it comes time for you to obey God? What are you going to do when you get prayed for and then you feel worse? What are you going to do? Are you going to stay on the word or are you going to go with your flesh and your mind and your will? What are you going to do? That's the point that he's making here. At some point, you have to make up your mind that there is a growing process in the Bible. There is a responsibility. Okay, now we're going to go to Mark 4, 17. They have no root in themselves, and they endure only for a time. Now, I'll say this, not me. Three of you, eight of you, let's go one more time. Say, not me. Not me. Now, now, listen to me. You can't live from, from preacher to preacher. Someday, you're going to have to actually pick the book up and go, 
Let's get on this word. I'm going for fruit. All right, let me finish reading this. They have no root in themselves, after, so they endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. I want you to understand this. It is to get you off when you say. Now, see, anybody can get excited in church, and you need church. And anybody can get excited when they're home reading the Bible and they're listening to CDs and they're in the room by themselves and they can get all excited about the Bible. But it's not until you get up from your chair or you get out of church and everything is not, everything out there is the opposite of what it is in here. That's where you are going to have to maintain what you said. I believe God, hallelujah. Anybody can serve God in church. <laughs> okay, y'all are doing good. 26 through 29. Mark 4, 26. The kingdom of God is as a man would scatter seed on the ground. He would sleep night and rise by day. And the seed would sprout and grow. He himself does not have any idea how the Bible works. That's fine. The earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. The grain ripens, immediately puts sickle in, harvest has come. There's a, there's a process here. Smith Wigglesworth, someone asked him about the kingdom of God, how faith works. And he always quoted that scripture. First the blade. In the ear, full corn in the ear. Anytime you say, you're praying and you say amen, you put a seed in the ground. That seed went in your heart. That word went in your heart. Well, you're going to have to guard your heart for out of it are the issues of your life. And I want you to understand, the devil is going to come after it. Now go to Luke 4.1. I'm preaching, I'm preaching pretty good. I just... I told Lisa she wanted me to preach something and I said, I think I'm going to do that. Luke, Luke 4, 1. I had to do it my way though, baby. I had, I had to make it sound like me. Luke 4, 1. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. And when Jesus was filled with the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, returned from the meeting, fled by the Spirit into the wilderness. Hold on a minute. Best God, the devil, the Holy Ghost led him into a fight? Yeah. And he'll lead you into one. Oh, no. I don't want to fight. Well, that's the reason why they gave you a gun in the military, because you go into battle. The reason they taught you Taekwondo is you go into Iran. The reason they gave you an AR is because you're going to meet someone that don't want you alive. And the reason why we have meetings in here, <laughs> and the reason we do this, <laughs> is because when you get up and walk out, somebody out there wants you dead. And his name is the devil. And he wants you out of church, and he wants you backslidden. He wants you, he wants you to whine, cry, and die. He don't want you. Don't, he don't like you. He don't want you. He don't want you to make it. Now, the people who don't come, they already have been taken captive. Oh, they're good people. Oh, they're, they are. They're just ignorant. 
Now, there's people who go, I'm going for the 30, 60, 100. Say, that would be me. Okay. All right. Now, now wait a minute. It says the devil, it says being filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, when you meet God, you get full of the Holy Ghost. Next verse you're going to meet is the devil. Being tempted the, the, by the devil. In those days, he ate nothing. Afterwards, he was hungry. And the devil said, if, if you're a Christian and you, and you think you're healed, and, and if, you know, if you say that you gave and you give, then, then, then turn this, this stone into bread. Turn it into money. And Jesus said, now let me, let me, let me he, he's fixing to give it to, he's fixing to show you how it's done. The devil said, say, I say. One more time. The devil said, I say. Satan says, I say. Now, in order for you to say, you have to know what to say. And you have to have enough Bible in you to go, no, devil, that's not true. That's not true. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's not true. Because you're never going to win a battle if you're silent. Jesus did not fight the devil and go, I'm thinking about it. Okay? You know why we have worship services? To get you ready for Monday. Because you're going to be dancing at home. <laughs> now I'm going to show you something else. Because people keep asking me all the time, where's the power? Where's the power? Where's the power? You want to learn where the power is? Go to Luke 4. After the devil said, and Jesus said, and the devil said, and Jesus said, and the devil said, and Jesus said, he passed all of his tests, didn't he? Now, let's read the next one. And then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit. You say, I don't got no power. That's because you ain't passed no test. We're praying for some power. Well, then just head to the wilderness because you'll have some when you come out. Now, listen to me. Listen to what I'm going to say. I can't go out there with you. I can't go home with you. You are going to be challenged. You said you believe. Do you? How you feel? What about your mother? What about your wife? What's your wife say about it? Let's talk about this a minute. Jesus is obeying God. When he was 12 years old, he was obeying God, but his mom came and got him. What are you doing? I'm obeying God. Hey, boy, you're 12 years old. You come with me. Okay. And he went. And now he's 30. He's up there preaching. He's already been kicked out of the church in his own hometown. I know y'all don't even want to hear about that. Let me tell you something. If you obey God, you'll get kicked out of some churches. <laughs> Can I tell this? I think we're the third church Robert came looking for someone that would let him in. Now, you ain't welcome everywhere. I had a bunch of guys one day, they came up to me, and right after I got born again, and they said, hey, why don't you come go to church with us? I went, you won't let me come. He went, oh, yes, we will. I said, well, I'm a felon. He goes, that's all right. That's all right, we'll let you come. 
I said, well, I've been to jail. And I said, that's all right. I said, I used to smoke dope. That's all right. I said, I speak in tongues. He goes, you better not tell <laughs> I knew where he was going. I, I'm, I, I baited him. I'm like, hit that worm, baby. I mean, you ain't welcome everywhere. And not everybody wants you. The devil don't want you in his church. Oh, I didn't say that, did I? Dear Lord, I did. <laughs> There's a process of the word working. Okay, now let, let me help you with this. Let me just, I'm going to help you. When I married Lisa... And we walked up in the front, and, and they said, do you take this woman to be your wife? And I said, yes. I'm going to make a statement to you. I don't need to kill all the women in the world to keep me righteous. What I need to do is keep my word. Okay? And I don't need to kill her boyfriends to keep her Faithful. Okay, listen to me. Listen to me. You walk up to Jesus and say, you're Lord. He ain't going to run the devil off. God don't even care if the devil tempts you. I think he'd like to know whether you meant it. If you meant it, who cares whether the devil comes? I'm living for the Lord. The devil come. Yeah, but what are you going to do about your mom? That's where we were going. So Jesus preaching at his own church, and he got kicked out. Now his mom and his brothers, they all came and said, your mom wants to have a talk with you. And he said, you tell my mother, the mother of God. Those who hear the word of God and do it, that's my brother and sister. Now you go out there and you tell her I ain't coming home this time. Now hold on a minute, I'm, I'm going somewhere. What are you going to do when the family looks at you? If you're Jewish, you get born again, you out. If you're Muslim, you dead. But if you're an American, they'll just fire you. You ain't woke, we'll fire you. No, I ain't woke, I ain't going to be woke. And I'll start a business and then take over this one. Glory be to God. See, are y'all out there? Do you go home? Listen, if you, do you think you're going to live on this planet without somebody uh, coming after you? If you're going to live, you, you can't go along to get along. Well, we just say nothing. That's called compromise. All right, anyway. Wait, okay, John 16, pop, pop it up on the screen. These things I've spoken to you that in, that, that in me you may have peace. In me you'll have peace. That's an inside job. In the world, you will have trouble. Now, let's talk about the tribulation period, and I'm going to go ahead and just scare you. Are you ready? The whole idea that we're not going to go through the tribulation period is based on we're not appointed to wrath. There's nothing in your Bible that says tribulation period is wrath. All that is is an American doctrine that says because I'm an American and I love Jesus, I won't have trouble. I want to ask you a question. 
But then what about Ukraine? What about China? What about Iran? God loves you, you lazy American, but he doesn't love Ukrainians. Let me help you. Before he returns, you will have trouble. <laughs> You've already begun. You need to go, glory to God, thank you, Jesus. Oh, it's quiet in this church. Between now and whenever the rapture takes place, there will be trouble. And I've been telling you this, how many years have I been saying this from this pulpit? And I've said every year, I'm going to get you ready for what's coming in your life. <laughs> I told you before COVID, it was coming. Yeah. And when it came. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you something else. It's going to get worse. In, in the world, you might, unless you live in America, You know, the devil is crazy. But listen, I gotta, I'm going to hand it to him. He's fighting like the third monkey on the ark. <laughs> to keep from hell. You ought to at least have enough sense that the devil has. Because he knows he's going soon. And he is throwing everything from the Democrats to Republicans to Putin to he, I mean, he's fighting with everything he's got. And we're here to get the gospel out. And Jesus is returning. And when I, boy, how bad I want to get on that day. You've heard what Pastor Hagen said about riding in town on a donkey. When he comes back, he's going to be on a horse. And the Bible says that his vesture will be dipped in blood. Now, that, now listen, listen to me. He's not going to come back and just do a shout and, and then walk in. The, he's going to come back and make war. And guess who's going to be riding with him? You always wanted to whoop, it, whoop, whoop some. You're going to get a chance. <laughs> Got to see y'all's face. God is able to keep you and take care of you. Don't 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 get all flustered. Even if you die, he can raise you up. He did Paul, but you need to be doing something to get killed for. <laughs> Matthew 24. All right. I'm just going to hit this one briefly. I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on it. Because I don't know how much y'all can handle this. I, I, I'm, it's going to get a little rough for some of y'all. Y'all going, it's a little bit rough. Matthew 24, verse 6. You're going to hear of wars and rumors of wars. <laughs> yes. See that you're not what? 
Uh, you need to keep peace on the inside, even if outside ain't doing so good. Are you all out there? All right. And all these things must come to pass. That means you're not going to pray them away. But the end ain't yet. Oh, <laughs> we thought it was good. No, it ain't. Nation's going to rise against nation. We've seen it. Kingdom against England. There are going to be pestilences. <laughs> COVID, okay. Earthquakes, oh, tornadoes, all out west. All these are only the beginning. Are you serious? Come, Jesus, come back now. They're going to deliver you up to tribulation and kill some of you. Not us. We don't live in Iran. Okay. And you're going to be hated by all nations because you're a Christian. You can always stop being one. I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I'm going to go there in a minute. This is next. I've got to show you something. And many will be offended. Christians? Yeah. And betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will rise and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he that endures to the end shall be saved. And I, don't, I know y'all don't even believe that. Now, now listen to me. Why is it coming? To get you off the word. You say, but we could die. You are going to. Don't die in, in unbelief. Remember the children of Israel going in? We could die. They did. Who lived? Joshua and Caleb. Get in the middle of the will of God and you have a greater chance of living than if you could run around rebelling against God because you're afraid you're going to die. I keep trying to tell people that. They don't, they don't believe a word I'm saying. Well, what if we die? Uh, tell him we'll be there soon. <laughs> Send the message to my mother and tell her I love her. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> if I die, what do you, before Jesus returns. Have you all got anything you would like for me to just get, give me the card. Please tell Marshall that I love him. I'll tell him that how you're doing. And Martha and Bill, let's see. Deliver Martha, I have a letter from Lisa and Bill. Y'all got, see, y'all went quiet on me again. All right. So why is this happening? To get you off the word. As long as you're on the word, he can't conquer you. As long as you're on, they that know God will do exploits. Satan already knows who you are. Do you know who you are? Well, I, I don't have time to go down that one. But go to Genesis chapter 3 now. Go to Genesis chapter 3. And let's look at this one more time. How am I doing for time? Oh, man, that's good. I'm doing really good. This is a pretty good touche on the end of this week, isn't it? Um. 3, verse 1. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord made. And he said to the woman. Now, I want you to understand something. He isn't just talking to Eve here. He's actually, this scripture was put in the Bible for you. Because what he did to her, he'll do to you. What he did to Adam, he's going to do it to you. Here's what he's going to do. You get up, you walk out of a meeting, you're going to hear these words. Is that what God said? What did God say about that? What did God say about that? Is that what he said? Are you sure that's what he said? Then lay hands on the sick and then what? What? Uh, 
No. The preacher's talking about give it, it shall be given. Is that what he said? Is that what God said? No. Got authority over all the work of the enemy? No. Well, y'all have got, y'all, I'm going to come back. I'm going to preach this whole sermon again next week. Listen to me. Listen, listen, this is what he does. Did God say that? What do you say? Yes. All right. And, and, and I won't be there when this happens. Has God indeed said, do not eat of the tree of the garden? And the woman said, now what is she doing talking when God told Adam to guard the garden? And now he's got his wife out there dealing with the enemy. When the enemy comes to your house, don't send your wife outside with a Glock. You go yourself. Let her have the phone with 911, but don't send her outside in the middle of the night to look for the burglar, you little coward, you. You go deal with that. Bur- you men be men. Wilson, am I doing all right? You need to. Yeah, Wilson, I, Wilson did good. And the woman said to the serpent, we'll eat of the fruit of the garden. With the fruit in the middle of the garden, God said, you'll not eat it nor touch it. Now, this is the first Pentecostal. And say nothing about not touching no apple. No, we ain't even allowed to touch that thing. Kiss a girl, sex, no, my God, don't even touch her. Go to hell. Don't put on no makeup. You can go to hell for makeup. How, how many things? We want to help people out, and we say all these rules on them. God didn't say nothing about all them rules. All you women with makeup, they ain't letting you in no Pentecostal church right now. You better stay here. And the serpent said, you'll not surely die. He lied. He lied. No. You can live with a guy and not be married. It's okay. God understands that you ain't got no money. And he understands. God is an understanding God. He didn't really mean that. And he knows marijuana. He, he's the one that put it here. It's an herb. And he gave all of y'all herbs. I met the devil before. I met the devil. Y'all ever smoke a joint and go, this is from God. This is good. Don't shout me down. And we know, we know Jesus drank. Yeah. And, and it's okay to go to the bar. God loves sinners. And I'm just in here chug-a-lugging with them and trying to win one to Jesus. Don't look at me and tell me you ain't never heard the devil talking to you and went off and go, well, you know, don't, y'all, come on. And it's okay for me to have an anger problem. Jesus whooped the Pharisees, and it's okay to whoop someone every once in a while and get mad and cuss and scream. You, you want to justify sin. You, you, you can, I, I can get a scripture for everything you want to do wrong. God knows that the day you eat that, you will be like God. Now, here's what he really said to him, and I want you all to remember this. Satan was no longer under God's authority. He's his own man. 
And he looks at Adam and goes, he who God's boy, I ain't under God. You are. And you know, Adam's going, I don't want to be someone's lap dog. Let me me tell you this. Y'all hold your horses. The problem in in the world today is one of two veins of thinking. Everybody outside of Jesus says, I will do it. It is the worship of man. Everybody in Christ is the worship of the Lord. Without him, I can do nothing. And that's what makes you a Christian. The temptation is always to come out from under the word. I don't need to do that. But no, we don't need speaking tongues. God, the other day I was in the dentist's office and I, I, I was joking with the lady there. I mess with everybody everywhere I go. So y'all just understand something. It, everywhere I go, I mess with people. So she gave Novocaine in my mouth. She said, are you okay? I said, well, I'm having a hard time playing in tongues right now. <laughs> now I'm just messing with you. She said, you don't need to pray in tongues. God knows your heart. I said, that sounds like a religious devil to me. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That was nice to her. Well, where did that come from? You don't need to pray. God already knows. God knows your heart. You don't need to pray. What a lie from hell. What a lie from hell. Church is bound up by a lie. Bound up by lies. Lies. Just a lie from hell. Satan stole the word of God, and they bit it and ran off. I'm doing pretty good. Well, so what would have happened if Eve had said, no, that's what he said. And what if Adam said, no, I don't think he'd lie to us. And not only that, but that's what he said. Don't don't eat it. Yeah, but you'll be like God. Maybe so. I don't know. But he said, don't. So we're not going to. You say that's simple, right? It is. Because that's how simple it is for you to whoop the devil. That's all you got to do. He walks out here. Yeah, but you know, what What about that tongue? Well, he said, pray in the tongue, build yourself up. How you feel? Well, you know, it doesn't matter how I feel, but uh, he said, I pray in tongues, I build myself up, and I guess I'm praying in tongues, I build myself up. Yeah, but you know, that money thing, that money thing. He said, give it, it shall be given. Yeah, but you know, you needed that money. Well, I, I know I did. That's true, but... He said, give it, it shall be given, and so I'm just what I'm going to do. Do you all understand what I'm saying? Satan is always going to come to take, to get you off this. No, 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 don't, don't keep doing that. Now, you can mentally ascend, sit in church, say hallelujah, but by God, don't start doing it. That's condemnation preaching if I ever heard it. Okay. Now go to Deuteronomy 11. I'm going to close. So what are we going to do about this? I got a hundred scriptures I could use right now, but I decide I picked one of the hundreds. Deuteronomy 11, 18. Let's start. Therefore, you shall lay up these words of mine in your heart 
and in your soul, and you'll bind them as a sign on your hand, and they'll be frontlets between your eyes. You will teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and your refrigerator. In the days that in your days and the days of your children may be multiplying the land the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, like the days of heaven above the earth, if you carefully keep these commandments, which I command you to love the Lord your God and walk in his ways, hold fast to him, the Lord will drive all the nations out from in front of you. Let's go back to what he just said. What, what are we to do with the word? You walk in the bedroom at night and you say, honey, you need to go to bed now. Okay, mommy, daddy, I'm going to bed. Now, where's your Bible? Well, it's on the bed. Reach over there, grab it. And tonight, we're going to read the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. Quote with me, honey. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down. And then after you say, okay, now we're going to read this scripture because the, I'm going to let me just teach you a minute, honey. The Lord is your shepherd. You can always go to Jesus, and he'll always lead you and guide you in the paths of righteousness. And now we're going to lay here and pray in the Holy Ghost for a few minutes. And I want you to pray and talk to God. Teach them the word. When they wake up in the morning, they're eating their Cheerios, you just say, hey, praise the name of Jesus. Honeywell did our scripture. Well, 23rd Psalm. Okay. Now, here's another one. Now, you cast all your cares on the Lord, and, you know, and God has given you the mind of Christ. Don't you say, when I go to school today, I have the mind of Christ and the wisdom of God. And, if, you know, if God is for me, who could be against me? And I want you to quote that. And you just sit there. Uh, teacher, see, listen, don't worry about having three days of meeting and your kids were out of school. Honey, your kids need church a thousand times more than they need to go to school. Because they'll never forget this. This is the only thing that will keep them. You teach them the word of God when they're growing up. So that when the test comes, you don't have to start trying to teach them when they're, when they're 22. Have I taught you how to do when the devil comes? No, Mom, you have never taught me nothing. It's not the time to start teaching them the Bible. When they turn rebellious and now they're an adult and want to... Well, you haven't ever put nothing in. No wonder nothing's coming out. And if you messed up, just, well, glory to God. I think I'm just going to have to pray a little, little more and plead the blood of Jesus over it. And even some of your kids, when you taught them the Bible, they, they decided to go crazy on you. Just, but you stay on your knees and you pray until you, if they're not giving the devil fits, you give the devil fits. Now, one of the greatest things you'll ever learn is the Word. The Word. Teach it to your family. You come in here and you, I'm preaching. And you need to be sitting there taking notes. And mark your Bible. And then go home and open up your Bible and go, Last night, Wednesday night, we learned about the sow or sows a seed. So tomorrow, read it. Read it. Go down through... Okay, the first thing was temptation. They didn't, God didn't make it. Uh, I'm going to. And the next one was, 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 was trouble, persecution. Okay, I'm ready for that. The next one was cares. Oh, my God. Riches. Mm, yeah, I've been there. Yeah. And then the next one, 30, 60. That's me. That's me. That's me. That's me. But a good heart. I'm going to keep a good heart, tender heart. And then you say, when you come home, you say, well, I don't know what to read. Well, why don't you read it again? Why don't you memorize it? Are y'all out there? Because you're going to need it. Because when you're in the wilderness, it didn't say Jesus had his Bible out there going. Why was that scripture? You know, I don't know. It's called Holy Scrollers. 
You imagine Jesus walking through the wilderness with a backpack and Isaiah, no, and Isaiah, but Jeremiah, no, but Jeremiah. Y'all got to have a sense of humor. Jesus did not have a New King James Version when he pour out of it. I'm going to say one more thing. Anytime you get in a fight with the devil, you know it's an open book test. I mean, if you flunk in an open book test with no time limit, you're really a dumb person. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm trying to close. I'm trying to close. I'm, I'm really trying to close. And they're going to be shocked that I let you out 10 minutes early, five minutes early. We had a great week. Okay. Take what you learned, take what you heard, and get rooted in the Word. Psalm 1, meditate in the laws of the Lord day and night. Make your way prosperous. Proverbs 4.20, meditate on the Word of God day and night. The Bible talks a lot. Psalm 119, I hid the Word in my heart. It's that Word. Now, make up your mind right now. There ain't a devil in hell going to take it. But, but trouble is going to try. Don't go through life. Don't go through life ignorant. Don't run around crying. <laughs> Problems happen. I can't believe. Believe it. Christians are funny. Like if you get saved, somehow or another, Jesus is going to keep you from having trouble. <laughs> I got news for you, honey. If you save, you are going to have trouble. And the more saved you are, the bigger the devils. Now, don't hide and don't run and hide. Just go out in the wilderness and whoop one. And they'll remember you. Now, see, Paul's going to whoop a devil. He's whooped a few devils. So I want you to understand something. The devil goes by Paul's apartment. They go, don't go in there. He said, what do you mean we're going to go in there? And that guy's named Paul. He's, he, he whipped me. He'll whip you. And they avoid Paul now. Like, oh, don't mess with Paul. And Zach whooped a few. Amber whooped more than two or three times. She whooped a whole pile of wood devils all at one time. How many of y'all have ever been in your house? And you got into a fight with Satan, and, and you're glad your neighbors weren't in your living room. And y'all know what I'm talking about right now. I'm telling that y'all are my heroes, and you know what I'm talking about. I got to tell you one more story. I'm in the cabin, building the cabin. Windows aren't on it yet. I'm on a second story, and Satan's giving me fits. And I'm up there trying to do trim, and the devil's trying to put something on me. And I'm walking around up there going, Satan! And say, right now, in the name of Jesus, I bind you. And I walked by, and the neighbor lady was coming to bring me some brownies. And I'm looking down, and she's going. And she took her brownies home, and I never saw that woman again. That man's in the house with the devil, and I'm not going up there with him. <laughs> How many of you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Fight the good fight of faith. It's a fight you win. He didn't tell you about armor that you didn't need. You need it. But if he gave you his armor, it's the armor he used to whoop the devil with. And it works. The greater one is in you. The greater, not the lesser one. Say, you are the, you are the Hulk. When the Holy Ghost hits you, you go green, baby. 
but go green. And turn to him and go, no, I ain't going down. No, I ain't going down. You ready to pray? Say with me, Heavenly Father, I'm not afraid of trouble. I know it's coming. But you gave me your word. And I hide it in my heart. So I have something to say to the devil. And say to him, I will. I will not lose the battle. I will grow 30, 60, 100 fold. The word in me will produce. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.